Hello! Good day, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Magic the First Pioneers podcast. And this podcast is all about the Pioneer format, where we keep our listeners up to date with what is new, interesting, and powerful in the world of Pioneer. I'm your host, Kevin Finkel, joined here with my oh-so-lovely co-host. Hey, everybody. It's Ryan, the uh, cardboard samurai out of the Tokyo area of Japan, and other co-host. What up? It's your boy, Ashiok. And, um... I think we're here to talk about, you know, how right, how wrong we were with the spoilers. What are the vibes of Ixalan, you know? Sort of I'm kinda. ready to get all up in Ixalan. Yeah. I, I think there's still some time for vibes to, to sort out a little bit. So normally what we do is that a week or so after our set review episode, what we do is our first brews episode. Because we're always, you know, big brewers, mm-hmm. you know, I think me especially. I love to make brews with a new set. None of them really usually ever pan out. Um, this time... You know, my biggest brew that I was going to want to talk about was combos with this new discoverer mechanic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I talked about it a little bit during the set review and before about how, like, hey, I kind of want to just mess with, like, can we abuse this mechanic? Can we make a whole deck out of it? That was going to be my big brew I was going to talk about this week. And then this weekend, the first and second place of the, what was it, the Pioneer Showcase? Showcase. Yep, 400 and some people. 400 and some people. Number one and two were two different versions of Discover Combo. Nice is my understanding. So I'm kind of going to talk about what that means for the format. Mm. Uh, I'm going to look at two lists for it. Um, you know, I, I'm kind of hijacking the episode. You know, we'll, well, we'll still yeah. go over some brews. We'll still go over some lists. But I kind of want to hijack the episode a little bit and talk about this deck. So I think people are going to be asking, like, hey, what's going on? Is it good? How do I beat it? How do I play against it? Am I going to see it? All of those kind of questions. And I like to you know mm-hmm. go through the combo lines, explain the deck a little bit, and uh, see what we can do from I mean, there. to be honest, I like this uh, setup a little bit better. I, I mean, brews are fun and all, but, you know, commenting on the uh, the decks that you guys are seeing, you know, when you're out there playing is also really interesting for that first week. Yeah, it's kind of a mix between a meta update and a brew episode and a uh, you know a deck 101 of let's figure out what's going on with this Discover mm-hmm. deck, or really these two Discover decks, because there's kind of two big ways that they're building them. So where do we want to start? Do you want to start with new decks that have shown up in the format? Yeah, let's get Ashok in here for a second, because I've kind of uh, boxed him out with my excitement. <laughs> so good, we've already talked about good. the Discover deck. What else has shown up? Uh, yeah, so we've seen like a like a wide because usually what happens is so for those who don't know when uh, when the new set is released there's something called the Brewers Pass that comes along with it. Uh, for 25 USD, you have access to any single card in any single fashion for the most part. Uh, you just are able to play whatever you want. You just have to pay the entry fees. And this is what I like to call garbage time. This is when every <laughs> league is you're fang- you're playing against something random, someone's idea. Uh, you're just you know. You're, everyone's throwing stuff to a wall, and they're gonna see if it sticks. Um, things that I have seen in the last few, in the last week of testing before my RC, I think that uh, one of the one of the little bit I would say a little bit more unexplored areas is I would feel as though that Merfolk uh, mm. has started to pop up a little bit, mm. and I think it's very interesting, and I think the deck actually might have a little bit of legs. I think it's very heavily overshadowed because of the Discover deck, but. Uh, there's there's two different kinds of Merfolk decks going on. There was one that was kind of all in on being like an infinite combo, mill my or sorry, draw my entire deck until I get a Thassa's Oracle type yeah. thing, uh, with uh, two untappers. Blue black, right? Uh, uh, nope, blue green. Um, yeah, it's because you were abusing Kiora's follower with a deep root pil- pilgrimage. Um, and you would uh, so like two untappers would essentially draw your entire deck with an Unctus in play. Um, and then you would just uh, proceed to make infinite Merfolk, and if that wasn't good enough, uh, 
Uh, you, you, they would just uh, that's his oracle afterwards. Uh, mm-hmm. Win the game with the cavernous souls. So, um, yeah. That, and then there was this uh, more tempo-y style that has kind of died off. I've seen a lot more of the combo rather than I've seen the tempo-y style. Uh, this is like the Tishana's Tide Binder, the Lords, the One Drops, mm-hmm. all that kind of thing. Um, that one seems a lot worse, but I do like the combo idea. That that idea I think needs to be explored a bit more. Um, transitioning into other decks that we have seen, uh, we've seen the Rise of Convoke with all, the new One Drop. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Very How's good it been? Convoke I didn't had a chance to see anybody play with it. Warden is nuts. Uh, I have a uh, a testing house that for RC, and I am the only person that is not actively playing Convoke or Discover at this RC hmm. in my house. Hmm. Everyone has shifted to one of the either that combo deck or the deck that has a fifty fifty matchup versus the combo deck because you just punch their face in before they combo. Uh, that, that being um, Kadoke. Uh, it's been really good because like the amount of times where you just kind of like didn't have the payoff and you need to try to find the payoff and you would just tap your dorks attack with this guy and still be pushing damage was insane. So th- you're just only you're only really tapping like uh, like an uh, like usually an artifact and two power. Mm-hmm. So uh, by the way, for sure with me, the thing uh, that I didn't get at first with uh, the new warden is that, yeah, you can just use this two, three times in a turn sometimes like that's how this deck ends up playing. When you're going so wide and it's just like, I, you know, the first time I activated it, it's the second time in a turn. I was just like that meme of uh, I get it now, like completely mind blown. Like, yeah, this thing, this thing's going to do some damage. Has that taken over for another card? Like is bunny corn gone now? Usually the debate we've ended up seeing is whether or not you're on warden plus a little bit more support for it or bunny corn and Embercleave. Okay. Those are the two ideas mm-hmm. that conflict for Convoke right now. And as of right now, it seems like Warden has like absolutely like started dominating. Uh, before it was a little bit more of a conversation, uh, but I think now with the results of like last weekend, we're starting to see Warden just be ungodly good. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think I think another backbone that I'm kind of like overlooking right now is the inclusion of Get Lost. Get Lost being mm-hmm. such an upgrade to. Um, Faithful absence. Uh, d- uh, no, destroy evil for these oh, okay. decks. Because uh, you you basically get both, right? You get both faithful absence and destroy evil in one card, and for the most part, uh, there's little ever any downside. Because who gives a who gives a rat's butt about map tokens? <laughs> um, uh, like the ability to now be able to interact with Contorius combo as Convoke, and also being able to interact with Temporary Lockdown, which is one of those cards that just kind of make you lose the game on the spot. Um, it, it, it just it, the range of this card is just so much more than what I would have originally thought. So can I ask about um, the discover combo uh, deck real quick? What turn does that go off? Uh, so it depends. Uh, I'm not going to steal any. I, th- can, can we? I'm not going to. We finish the broader meta game. I do want to okay. go into this, but uh, just yeah. real quick, I, w- I want to mention something Other about games. the meta game. Is that we talked a little bit about what we are seeing, but I want to shout out what we aren't seeing. Uh, which I feel like is Elvish Mystic. Yeah. <laughs> and it's Lotus Field combo. I think that both of those have made a huge disappearance from the meta, both from the Showcase Challenge and just from, you know, uh, watching streams this week, seeing what people are playing on Moto right now. Those have both really taken it. You know, that's one thing I will say as a person who makes content for Magic, uh, you know, people, if they have those decks, they're still likely to bring them this weekend. You know, not everyone's going to grab a new deck for an RC if you're trying to play this week, but. Uh, if you're playing online, you're definitely going to see a lot less of those decks. So keep that in mind, and that's probably a big change that we're seeing right now. 
Yeah. Um, <clears throat> now we can go into the Discovered well, conversation. Well, I mean, yeah, there's uh, still more I, decks I want to talk about, too, but I just wanted to ask about the Discovered. Yeah, oh, okay. I, I was going to go... My, my, my plan for how I was going to quickly do this uh, is to just talk about ABBA combo next, okay. then go into hmm. Discover, and then talk about how the meta okay. has shifted around the new okay. decks, is my idea. Um, so, ABBA combo, uh, for those who don't know, that's um, Amelia plus Wild Growth Walker, uh, plus any sort of gain life or explore trigger, uh, you theoretically make a 20, a 21-21, um, and you attack your opponent, uh, cause it destroys the board after that. Um, this deck has been lackluster for the most part. Um, I am glad that people are picking up the name ABBA for her because that's what I've been calling her. And I, I like that as a nickname. Yeah. I've also no been calling it ABBA and everyone's been saying explore combo. And I'm like, that's cringe. Ah. That's so cringe. Mm. But um, hey, I just posted a deck list in our pod live chat. So if you guys are in our discord, that's a good way to go and follow along what we're talking about with this. This is the list from the, uh, the showcase challenge during the early iterations of this deck. I, I, I saw a lot of different ideas come forward about how you should build this deck. And I think uh, people were a little bit too all in on this combo. Uh, and we saw a lot of these like Lunark veterans and mm-hmm. a lot of these more like, I want to say dopier creatures. Um, these these creatures that didn't really do anything for the combo if you weren't actually, sorry, these creatures didn't do anything outside, outside of the combo. Um, but now we're starting to see a little bit more of like a, uh, a, a streamlined list. And that's where I'm starting to get a little bit more scared because I think I gave up on the deck a little too early because of mana problems because the difference between this because we already have an abzan deck that exists uh that's grease fang but the difference between grease fang and this deck is uh grease fang is a lot more consistent and a lot more better at killing your opponent rather than this deck because if you get mana struggles you're dead you're just dead i, I the amount of times i struggled with abba in a league i think i i couldn't cast abba i think four times in four games when from my first two matches and just to be able to kill my opponent um but anyways, uh, we are we, we are starting to see a little bit more of like a Lanoir Elves, Elvish Mystic type start uh, to lead into a Coco. Uh, and yes. I, I think the, the, the piece that I think has finally been found, or maybe I'm going to be the first one to say it, but um, Aetherflux Reservoir. Uh, you are now playing Court of Calling, you are now playing Coco, and you are also playing one Aetherflux Reservoir in your deck. Mm. So you are able to combo... And I think with this combo, you theoretically gain, I think it's about like, you 60, go up to about 70, 70 80, you yeah. go up to about there. Um, and so you explore a bunch too, right? And so all you have to do is just put every single card in your graveyard until you put an Aetherflux Reservoir on top of your library. And guess what? <laughs> they got to kill the, they got to kill the 22, 21, 21, and they got to kill the Aetherflux Reservoir on the stack or else you die. And this this is where it's coming up to right now, and I think we're about to see a little bit more of an increase with it. Again, it's being overshadowed because Discover is the talk of the town right now because, you know, everyone hates so, Discover, Cascade, Bull, crap. You were talking about Coco. I've seen some people playing Court of Calling. Are they playing both? Yeah. Uh, and so, so early on, it was a big conversation between Tyvar, uh, War of the Spark, Soren. Uh, Coco and Cord. Those were like the four drops, three drops of reanimation, re- resiliency package that they were all playing. Um, and I, I'd say Return to the Ranks is in that yep. conversation. Return to the Ranks as well, yep. sure. Um, but I, I think we're starting to see a little bit more towards the Coco Cord style or, Co- or Return Coco style. I did mm-hmm. forget about Return. Um, but yeah, we're seeing a little bit more of that style uh, as a little bit more of the resiliency for the combo rather than what we're, um, uh, rather than the Tyvar Soren stuff. That stuff died pretty early. 
Yeah, I think what I mean, myself and others have noticed with Collected Company is that it is awkward in the deck. You know, like the list that I posted was one from the the tournament, which is why I posted it. But like when you're running four Lunark Veteran, four Cenote Scout, you know, maybe eight Dorks or more, um, those are going to be some really bad Collected Companies. You're going to be getting like, you know, two mana off of that if you're getting two L's into play. That's not a great way to do it. Like you still have to play the Coco just because the instant speed and the chance of getting two cards and the ability to dig for your combo pieces is so important, but like there's some tug and pull there. That's that's been very awkward with the deck. Yep, exactly. I, it, it's it's really it's a really weird dichotomy. I I I, I personally yeah, I think, think that the deck is a little bit more weaker than even than I'm hyping up, but I do think that people are starting to figure it out, and so we have to readjust our scope. I, I think it feels very unsolved still. Like, I do think that there's still a lot I want to explore with, you know, building it around a, an aristocrat's package or, you know, building it around, you know, a more fair plan where you can just have a, you know, have something like Lissa Sunslayer as your main plan and this is a backup plan. That kind of deck seems like it should be possible, and I don't feel like I've really seen that list yet. Nor have I, nor have I. Um, but for, that's all I really wanted to present with Abacombo. Uh, Kevin, you want to take it away with Discover? Because that's your baby. All right. There, yeah, you know, it is my baby. Um, I was really big on one of the two versions is what I was building and uh, quickly have kind of fallen into, I like the other camp as well. Um, So let me go over what kind of the two combos are with these Discover decks. One version of it, uh, and this is the version I think that won the weekend, is the one with Quintorius. So Quintorius Khand, um, he has two abilities that are relevant here. One is when you cast a spell from Exile, he does two damage to each opponent, and you gain two life. That's a passive Unquintorious, and then it has a minus three that says Discover Four. So that means you're going to reveal from the top of your deck until you hit something mana value four or less, and you're going to cast it from exile. Um, now, what you can do is everything in your deck that you can hit with that Discover Four is something that will give you another copy of Quintorius Cond. So the really important one here is Spark Double, which will you know come in as a copy of Quintorius Cond with a counter and it's non-legendary so you could keep two of them in place and now you're uh every time you've got that passive it's going to go more than once you're going to get it uh two times then three times then four times and just completely kill your opponent by repeatedly fighting these uh other than that you can also grab clever impersonator does the same thing it enters as a copy of any man permanent on the battlefield and you can also use mythos of Luna. there's a little bit of discussion about like how many you should run and what the combination between those three copy spells are but that's really the plan is that you're trying to one card win with the quintorius cond um backup plan here is that trumpet and carnosaur discovers for five really the only five in your deck is quintorius cond so trumpet and carnosaur also a one card win the game button um that's how that deck works the other version of it is a turn faster, actually. Um, so this one uses Geological Appraiser, which is a creature. It's four mana. When it enters, if you cast it, you discover three. So this one, it's one turn sooner, but you have to find only things that are three, which you can do Glass Pool Mimic. You can do, uh, what's the other Mirror three image. mana mimic? Uh, Mirror Image, yes. And those will turn into, you know, those are cast from Exile. So they come in as a copy of Geological Appraiser. The other thing you can find is an Eldritch Evolution, which lets you go from the four Geological Appraiser up to six Trumpet and Carnosaur and kind of restart the cycle. Uh, and then this one ends up winning by then turning one of those Geological Appraisers into a Doomscar Titan, which gives your team haste and you go and kill your opponent. I mean, this gives me... Those are the cores yeah. of the two decks. Yeah, yeah. Let me... <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pause for reactions. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, this gives me Garuda vibes. Yeah, no, I I think instead of Garuda, I think the best way to put this is Winota. Mm. Um, both decks are 
uh, they are the same mechanic, but they're so incredibly different at how they <laughs> have like a different good matchups. Like, I think the difference is is like geological appraiser. That so the 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 thing I also want to talk about the thing that you didn't mention is like how each one attempts to get there and its secondary plan. Because what I what uh, the the geological appraiser variant runs cards like magma opus and these two mana discard to get treasures to try to be a turn faster, yeah. while the other Quintoria strategy is using cards like beanstalk giant. Um, it's using cards like greater tanuki uh, to be able to ramp uh, and then get into Quintoria's con with mana. Um, both of these have very different like st- like uh, way sorry. Uh, both of these have very different like matchup spreads like. The Quintorius version, you have a buy against Rakdos, which is insane because your mm-hmm. your secondary because your game plan is is you're just gonna sit there, ramp for a bit, and then boom, you are going to play a herd migration. Domain is five, and now Rakdos has to deal with these three threes. Oh, they can't deal with the three threes. They probably can't deal with my Quintorius. Boom, you combo, and you're applying a lot of pressure. There is such a good secondary plan, but when it comes to the when it comes to the geological deck. You, you, you cannot beat Rakdos. It is very difficult uh, with the thought seizes, with the instant speed removal, with the stomps. You, they just they kill your geological appraiser on site nearly every time, and you, you, you just have no resiliency there. However, there's the flip side. Uh, the Quintorius version has a very t- hard time struggling against these, uh, like these turn three more decks. So like Lotus Field is a little bit more of a struggle. Uh, the Geological Appraiser variant has the edge in that matchup because it is a turn faster. Um, it's 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 a it's a really weird way that each one is just better. Um, per- I, I would I would go more broad with that. I think that Quintorius combo is definitely better at Rakdos. That was what I was going to mention as far as matchups. I think the Geological Appraiser version is better against most everything else. Um, and including, I think the Geological Appraiser vert one is good against the Quintorius version. So, um, you know, if you're in that head-to-head, I think that that mostly has a better matchup. Um, I, I do want to, yeah, we'll, we'll get to the kind of other cards that support them. I don't think it's as quite as cut and dry, though, that, like, the Quintorius version has to go controlling and the four-color version has to go more, or, sorry, the, you know, geological version has to go more aggro. Um, I, I think you can run those, like, Magma Opus and things in the Quintorius combo version and still be able to, you know, try and accelerate your plan, as well as, you know, I don't hate in those long matchups going and, you know, hard casting a Magma Opus every once in a while. Yeah, like that's definitely like a legitimate strategy, but I think more so my point is that it's just a lot more consistent of the of a because like I feel as though that the geological appraiser has a terrible plan B. Like attempting to try mm. to cast these magma opuses and these uh, creative techniques is not realistic. You or killing with a seven six you, dinosaur. You you yeah. you well you can kill with a seven six dinosaur with both matchups or both decks. Uh, that's sure. that's 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 more so like I think that the fact that we have access to virtue. The fact that we have access to herd migration with the incidental life gain, which is not the majority of the time, the much cleaner mana base, I would argue, is in the other deck because we don't play infinite tap lands. You play like half triumphs, half basics, and you can pretty easily plan your turns out. Um, so I do like the herd migration quite a bit. Um, I also, what's really, I think, important in the Quint combo that the other one doesn't really have is Leyline Binding is such an important you know, interactive card that the geological car- appraiser deck really doesn't or can't or whatever doesn't run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, like the removal spells in the other deck, uh, the geological deck, is like a couple of uh, consigned to oblivions, like I think three, 
And honestly, that's really it. Because I'm not really counting Magma Opus and Creative Technique as like removal spells here. They technically are, but they mm-hmm. take so long. So they're not, yeah, so they're not in this conversation. There's Consent to Oblivion or there's Bedeck Bedazzle. I don't mind. That one's three damage. And it's also important to mention is that Trumpet and Carnosaur, three and discard it. You do three damage to a creature or Planeswalker, which is, for the most part, a good removal option. Uh, it's starting not to be, though, is the problem. It's It's <laughs> literally not because... I think I have seen more lists pop up with the one for uh, uh, Eidolon of whatever, Eidolon of Silence card, mm-hmm. um, which it is... It, rhetoric. Yeah, rhetoric. Yeah. It is starting to become a little bit harder to deal with because, like, people before were playing cards like Lavinia and whatever, and then they were like, cool, channel this, deal three. And people people have just gotten around the three toughness. So Yeah, and I think that that's important to keep in mind is that if you're playing this deck, hey... Uh, or if you're playing against this deck, don't go for your three toughness answers. Go for your ones that have four toughness because it's going to make a world of difference for mm-hmm. you. So mm-hmm. aside yeah. from the uh, Edelon Rhetoric, I've been playing with um, Roiling Vortex with my red decks. I think that's been pretty good because whenever they cast something for free, they take five damage. Yep. Yeah. Yep, that's been a reasonable one. I think that that one works for people. Um, I think also... You know, we've been seeing some damping sphere. That is a proactive one that mm-hmm. can at least buy some time. You know, they need to find a way to remove it if they really want to combo off. Yeah, and I for this next RC, I am keeping my three unmoored egos that I've been so desperately trying to cut from my sideboard because of this Quintorius nonsense. But is it going too deep to ask what you name with your uh, unmoored ego against these decks? Um, no, I think it's very contextual because I for for reference, I'm playing uh, Ignatic Fires. Um, and I think my, my game plan against these decks is it we'll talk about Quintorius first. Cause I think that's the easier one to talk about. Um, ego, sure, yeah. you, you can either ego Quintorius or spark double. Both are fine. Yeah. I think either one of those completely answers this deck. Both are fine. <laughs> this version of this All, deck. Yeah. Like the game plan of my deck is to both ego you and Elishnorn you, you cannot realistically beat an Elishnorn, uh, except, sorry, unless with the combo, like your removal can't kill it. So as long as I can like reasonably make sure that I don't get comboed, and Alice Norman wins me the game single-handedly, and it's not close. Um, that's at least how I feel with that matchup. Uh, when it comes to the other one, uh, the the the, the Alice Norman does guaranteed me win me the game, but God, do I need Leyline Binding so much more in that matchup? Holy, <laughs> I need, and it's a little bit more weird, right? Because let's just say they they're, they're the Discover ETB is on the stack. They have the option of hitting, or with Geological Appraiser, they have the option of hitting. An Eldritch Evolution or a uh, or a um, Glass Pool Mimic, um, and yeah. Discover works in a very weird way. Rather than like staying in exile when you don't want to cast it, like Cascade would, this one just goes to their hand. So you kind of have this weird decision pattern of uh, do I kill it right now and avoid the Eldritch Evolution, or do I wait and try to you know make them put a Glass Pool Mimic on the stack and then kill it, like. It becomes this really weird game a lot of the time with against that deck about when to kill things and time things. Um, when it comes to the unmoored ego answer, uh, I usually like saying that I will unmoored ego the dinosaur. I think the dinosaur okay. is a good way to remove everything or Eldritch Evolution. I think that's a sec. It's it's very contextual dependent, um, but. I, I do think another good way to try to beat this deck is to try to run them out of clever impersonators or spark doubles because then you make sure you, mm-hmm. they, their combo doesn't kill you. So being a little bit more greedy against these decks can sometimes work out because they start running out of these like clone effects or whatever. 
but a majority of the time it's usually just safer to take your one for one but exercise caution and use your brain yeah i think that's fair <clears throat> I, and i think that's reasonable i think carnosaur might be you know, in the dark the best take but if you need to cut them off of you know sometimes they'll hit the appraiser and hit a couple of mimics right away and then they've got a really big board going on that could be a problem if that's not something you can handle at the time yeah it's 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 weird because like my with my deck personally i have a lot of different like outs like i just went to these one-up creatures and i'm also and i also like board into a, uh, a three supreme verdict um so like mm-hmm. i can deal with these wide boards but then you lose your alice norn and your only way to get back is a kenrith and it just becomes really weird but um yeah so are you good with the discover decks for right now or is there some more you want to talk yeah, about yeah i think the only thing I wanted to shout out, you know, I think there's a lot more we could talk about as far as what are the supporting cards that could do, you know, are the most useful, what what can be you know done still to play with these decks. But I do, the one thing I really want to mention is that these have a pretty good sideboard plan into control, which is otherwise a terrible matchup. Yep. But I've been seeing, like, we see this list that has four Chandra Awaken Inferno and four Thought Distortion. Um I don't know how Control feels about that, but I'm sure that's not very fun. So it's interesting that this this deck does seem to have a few ways to cover its different bases. Uh, I definitely will want to look more on it, maybe do a full Pioneer 101 mm. episode once we've kind of got people who have settled on this is the yeah. best version of the list. Because um, I think it'll still evolve some from where it is right now. So yeah. and I... Those... Okay. Go for it. I was going to say, are those only three that have shown up then? Uh, for the most part. Um, We've seen a little bit more of like random supporting cards here and there, like... Oh yeah, I, I want to shout Colossal Sky Turtle as well because that's an also a like, hey, that card makes it really tough for uh, Thoughtseize decks to beat this. Yeah, I think I think we're seeing a little bit more of like pickups here and there. Um, I think that uh, like like we're seeing Bitter Triumph obviously pussy playing Grease Fang, Grease Fang well, getting a little bit better. Um, but we're not really upgrades next. Uh, um, yeah, some of the white artifacts I feel like have been showing up. You know, we've been seeing some amount of saw blades. I've been seeing some amount of uh, Dusk Rose Reliquary. Uh, seeing some like amount, what kind of decks, uh, you know, just various things like that. Uh, Dust Wars Reliquary was like tried and um, convoked for a bit over like portable hole, just to uh, you know see what you hit a little bit more. But mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you usually see these like random poo poo artifacts and like this like called Metalwork Colossus pile that's been like fringe at best, mm-hmm. uh, but it but it does exist. Yeah. Yeah, there's, I mean, like, this is off topic for the episode, but it's been heartbreaking. Like, I love things like Metalwork Colossus. I love things like Graveyard decks. And it feels very unfair that those decks have such answers in the format. Like, Brotherhood End just completely ends any of those artifact decks. And, you know, Leyland of the Void, think, rest in peace, those things just completely end the Graveyard decks. So it feels a little unfair that, like, oh, yeah, hey, wh- where's my... um. Where are my answers, Watsy, for things like Rakdos Midrange? Where's my answers for things like Lotus Combo? How come we don't get a one-card answer that completely shuts down a deck, you know? Yep. Uh, like, it feels like the safety valves are there for decks that aren't even good, and, and that feels a little bit annoying, but uh, kind of off-topic. Um, has I saw some people playing uh, God Pharaoh's Gift. Oh, I have that not been seeing that. I'm the only one who does that. I, I mean, have just not. I'm the only one who does like that. that. <laughs> I have not been seeing that. No, sadly, that, that sounds that There's sounds fun. But yeah. yeah, okay, that makes more sense. That makes more sense. Um, I think the thing that I was going to talk about before we transition into um, like supporting cards, I guess, or whatever, I was going to just quickly talk about like with the other decks and how the meta has been adapting to change around what's currently mm-hmm. existing. Because I do think that there there has actually been a surprising change. Which holy Jesus, we're talking about Kala- pioneer changing. That's insane. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But we're, we're starting to see the rise of Convoke because Convoke got a little bit better with the combo. The deck that's, like, starting to pick up a lot is Is It Phoenix? Because that deck has a good matchup against Quintorius. And either version, mm-hmm. because you're running the the hard removal for uh, the Discover... Sorry, the, the Geological Appraiser version. And the con version, where we, we see Spike Field Hazard, we see Spell Pierces, we see a lot more of this counter magic in the board to be able to handle it. And, oh my god, Thought Distortion... Eh, there's two Narsets reversal on the board, and Phoenix sees their entire deck every game. <laughs> Not really too much of a yeah. worry. Probably worth mentioning how you actually interrupt the combo is, hey, kill the Geological Appraiser, and they can't clone it, or uh, Eldritch Evolution it. And, hey, kill the Quintorius, well, before they can copy it. Both of those things work very well, or just counter either Can't they also just do, like, TD? You know, the thing in the ice, bounce everything back after they throw their board? Well, no. it depends. If they do the Quintorius, no, you'll usually die because they haste their entire board. Um, it, uh, like you need the instant speed, mm-hmm. flip it. But the Quintorius Con version does not care about thing on the ice. Okay. Um, we're also seeing um a little bit more of a rise of Grease Fang because of Bitter Triumph being an instant speed removal spell mm. against these decks. Um, we're starting to see the rise of blue white soup piles. Uh, I I lump in blue white uh, Lotus Field into this because you know. That deck sucks anyway, and hmm. I'll just like lump it in there, because um, like Strict yeah. Proctor is very hard for these discover decks to beat, uh, because they need to take a turn off using the Carnosaur to try to kill it, and they can't combo through it. So yeah, and then Discon Annuity is obviously a problem as well for that deck. Hmm. Um, I think and, uh, we're starting to see Mono Green die. Mono Green is like I think that's the reason that Pioneer has been pretty enjoyable. Goodness. Is hmm. it's dead? It is so dead. Um, and then we're, we're, we're starting to see, like, a little bit more of, like, a surrounding thing. Like, we're still seeing, like, the Rakdos piles do pretty well because Rakdos beats on the things that beat Quintoria's pile. So it's a little bit more of this, like, rock, paper, scissors thing that's happening again. But, like, what, I, what I'm more so suggesting is, like, in this showcase challenge that was mentioned where Quintoria's combo got first and second, uh, fourth place, is it Phoenix? Fifth place, is it Phoenix? Eighth place, is it Phoenix? Tenth place, is it Phoenix? Thirteenth place, is it Phoenix? Fifteenth place, is it Phoenix? Like... There is that is just going over the top sixteen. There is way more is it Phoenix that I don't care enough to mention. Like if I'm looking at the, there's ten, 10 total, the ten in the thirty two. There is an and like five blue white control, four Rakdos mid range. Like there is a lot of these decks that are starting to rock paper scissors each other. So honestly, if you have an RC this weekend, play whatever has a good Phoenix matchup. Phoenix is out and about. It'll, 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 what, what, what's the meme? It's like, come tear down your windows. I forget what that old meme is, but anyway, it's the... Has there ever been a deck with a good Phoenix matchup? <laughs> uh, honestly, Karuga Fires is a great Phoenix matchup. I love that matchup, but... Uh, but yeah, that's 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 how the surrounding meta has really adapted to it. Um, the Lotus Field deck, the, the combo decks are, like, I would say Runner Green's, like, uh, put into the combo version. Uh, have uh, instantly or have been uh, pushed out because Quintoria's combo is just faster. Mm. Yeah, I mean, also to be fair, if I were playing a deck this weekend at a, at a uh, RC, I'd be playing it as a Phoenix just because I like what, the deck. What are those modern? And it's in a good place for it. It's in a good place right now. What are those modern players going to cry about when Mono Green's not killing Pioneer anymore? Although <laughs> uh, the Quint combo, they're they're going to cry about this Quint there combo because you if you're playing online, you're seeing it a lot. I think I watched. Yeah, Doom Extreme today. I think he played a league where three of his matches were against uh, Quintorius combo, and two of them were against Convoke. Wow, there you go. Pretty solid matchup. <laughs> so, are uh, we going to talk? Good about... day to be playing uh, Phoenix. So, yeah. you, we talked a little bit about the upgrades already. Are there any other cards that have made an impact in in the format so far? 
Mm. I mean, like, do you want to go over, or do you want to go over what's disappointed you? What what didn't show up? I I think I've already covered a majority of what has already shown its face in Pioneer, at least in the competitive scene. Um, I'm kind of down to talk about what has disappointed me tremendously. Mm. Mm. You know, it's been good as Fable the Mirrorbreaker. Good card. Fable the Mirrorbreaker is a very good card. <laughs> um, yeah, what's been uh, disappointing? Oh, you know, you know, I've seen some indie lists floating around. Um, I've seen some Blood Letter floating around. I'm just going back to like our spoilers of like what I've seen show up a little bit. I think both of those have had some some instance of showing up. All right, um, the ancient one. No bruise from that yet, huh? I okay. I, that was gonna be the first one I rant about. I just had to quickly go throw something away. Okay, okay. go for it. The ancient one fucking sucks. Every single time I tried <laughs> it, like it was atrocious. I hated it. Like the amount of times that I got to draw seven and lose seven and then proceed to die the next turn <laughs> was insane. I literally <laughs> couldn't do anything with it. I was like, oh my god, I'm living my dream. Oh, I died. Cool. Um. It was just nothing. I think the ancient one was really cool in like the the fight rigging deck that I saw when I was like mm. thick, er, brewing around. Um, uh, and it was it was like you would you so you would essentially uh, I think I'll, I'll lay it out how I died. Turn turn one thought sees you. Turn two ancient one. Turn I, I turn three um, rotting regisar. Turn four activate the ancient one. Discarded Emrakul, mill your, mill themselves to thirteen. Attack for fifteen on four, and I died. And I was like, "Huh, this is a really fun game." Uh, and then yeah, like I think that fight rigging deck was a little bit cool. Um, but the ancient yeah. one has been so disappointing for me. Oh my god, it sucks. But that's yeah. I, I did, I did say that there was a very good chance it did suck. But I wanted to, you know, you know, cl- clickbait the viewers a little bit. But heads hmm. up, card sucks. Card. Uh, probably a sleeper for like one of the cards that's really you know Cenote Scout. I feel like it's a shout out. Uh, I also think that card sucks. I, I mean, it's been showing up in Morphal because it's been showing up in Alba. I feel uh, like th- that's probably you know most cards don't show up in two lists. If that one's showing up in two lists, it gets a shout I out. I think Alba is very generous, but I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Okay. Okay. How about um, Queen's Bay Paladin? All no. the vampires suck. They. Mm-hmm suck mm. i have tried vampires in many days stay shape or form putting in the big things putting in the consistent things uh i've been trying uh i've been seeing inti show up in a little bit of rakdos mid-range and every single time yeah, i see I that saying. card in that deck i'm like holy crap that card sucks every single time cool. um i think there was a really interesting brew that i saw or played against in a challenge i don't know uh, i'm gonna try to see if i can find it but it was like this uh it was it was only called anvil style deck and it looked really fun hmm. um I'm trying to see if i can find it really quick uh, i think cartsail Larsonist probably gets a shout out that one's been pretty cool um i am not at all surprised to see that tishana's tidebinder has been seeing no play that pioneer, I, I had my uh, doubts about it and it's been doing nothing pioneer yeah. it sucks um, um Kev- I was sure. going to ask you, Kevin, have you uh, played around with Squirming Emergence at all? Because I know you're talking about that during the set review. This seems like a fun card. <laughs> no, I haven't. Yeah, I still haven't gotten anywhere with it. I still do like um, Souls of the Lost. I think that, oh, that has God. some potential I'm going to keep messing with. I think that one sucks worse. Because, like, Emergence. Really? Oh, dude. Really? No way. I just... hated that card. I feel like that's a sleeper. What were you playing it in? Uh, <laughs> the, oh no, the, the ancient one deck. Uh, I I, yeah, I also tried yeah. it in like a Narcomoeba pile, and it still sucked. Because to be fair, I just think the majority of the deck sucked. But 
I, I just still have not been like a fan of that one either. It was it was very sad though. Um, I'm okay. trying to find his list. Who who was this? Oh, there we go. There's a flashback card in this set. Yeah, yeah there's just one. Um, it was this deck. <laughs> <laughs> don't mind me. Yeah. Uh, is it? Was it running anything new? I don't think so. Anyway, I, I'm getting a little off topic, but uh, I I think I think that a majority of these like lists and things like um. Other than any of the other cards that I kind of... Oh, Molten Collapse. Molten Collapse has not shown up mm. nearly as well. But that's yeah, just because yeah, instant speed removal spells are a must currently uh, to try to interact right. with the combo. So Molten Collapse has kind of, you know, been a little bit worse than I originally thought. Um, Get Lost has, like, over-exceeded expectations. I would say that Amelia has disappointed as well. I mm. wish that card was better. Uh, I think Warden has been, like, exactly where I thought it would be pretty good but i i definitely think i underrated uh a lot of this uh discover mechanics going into the the set review because i was like because hmm. because I, I think it was just because the the, the three two was like uh spoiled first and so it kind of yeah. just like went out of my brain and i like didn't really think and it, about it looked like they were trying to be safe with it it's like oh it you know you have to cast it in order for it to get the thing uh like that's gotta make it not abusable right but yeah. like no, because you just find a clone and you cast the clone, so it counts as casting it. Yeah, yeah. I, I hate that we broke. Honestly, I don't think. I think that the meta can adjust to this, and I don't think it's going to be like end all be all. Is like I'm seeing on Twitter saying that we're going to go into like a combo winter or some malarkey like that. I think that we are. Yeah, I'm exactly going to be fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't think the world is ending with this one. No. Get a I lot think, of anti combo sideboard cards. I think there was a lot yeah. of people complaining about Monogreen, and those people will continue to complain about something in the format, and now it's just Contorious. Mm. That, that is exactly my take. But that's about what I, I I would say for cards that have disappointed me and cards that have been um good. Let's see if there's anything else I've liked that I've tried of all of these cards. Yeah, not, not too much else that I've gotten a chance to try. So do you guys want to move on to Bruise then, now that we've talked about the meta and the new decks? Sure. Like, have there been any cards yeah. you've been playing around with? You know, like, did you brew any decks? I have a couple. I made three for this episode, so I don't know about you guys. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, mine was mostly the, you know, Quintorious combo deck was the big one that I was going to talk mm-hmm. about, and then Abba combo, which we've already talked about. So I've kind of done what my big brews were, but I've got a couple other little things. If we want to go into them, I don't need to go too long on I got I will... I have not done a single brew as I've been closely working on my three decks. Mm-hmm. So I am simply RC. here for vibes for this por- portion, okay. and uh, I'm here to make fun of Ryan. That's yes, really <laughs> I, I I went I went all out Timmy, like 150 percent Super Saiyan Timmy for for my decks this time. Okay, so. I'm very ready. Um, so yeah, Kevin, you you said you didn't really have one. So how about you guys just pick apart my decks today? Does that sound good? Yeah, I, I could. I mean, I could post my dredge list, but I feel oh like yeah, if you got a dredge list, so yeah, we can just you can go first, and then you guys can just spend the rest no, no, of the go time, ahead, you know, okay. Uh, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna tear apart a tear part, uh, Jurassic Park first. Yes, have a tear apart this. Jurassic Park. Thanks for the choice. All right, give, give, give me give me the give me the your saffron olive. Okay, you start the stream, and we're about to talk about the against the odds pile, against the odds dinosaurs. Probably better known as saffron. All right, <laughs> give me the give me the give me everything about it. Yes. I mean, I don't really watch Sephiroth. Sorry, I can't really mimic him. But um, anyways, 
Uh, this is Jurassic Park. I don't think I ever showed this to you guys before. I actually brewed this up way back during, um, was it Aftermath? Because all the new dinosaurs that were uh, included in the new set. And uh, this is basically uh, building upon a couple cards from the new set, like Belligerent Yearling, which is the 3-2 Trample that gets bigger. Its base power changes whenever a uh, another dinosaur enters the battlefield that's bigger than that. Um, we have the Bone Horde Drekosaur, which I was really excited about. That 5-5 Flyer flying for a strike that makes the 2-3-1 the dinosaurs and lets you exile the top two cards. Um, uh, I think that's a great value engine. I'm playing some Earthshaker Dreadmaul because why not? It's a 6-6 six, six Trample that draws you a card for each dinosaur. Great way to refill your hand. I got Galta Primal Hunger as a one-of in this deck because there's so many creatures in here. He's going to be super cheap to cast. Uh, we're playing It's Quint because It's Quint, uh, you know, like you said, Kevin, you know, you like saying, hey, It's Quint. Um, uh, <laughs> So it's Quint. You're not wrong. <laughs> uh, it's a, it's a two three haster. It's fine, and you can pay two, and it's any dinosaur. It's not not just it's Quint. So any of your big dinosaurs kind of protect it. You pay two, and hey, you got an eight eight in there. It does eight damage to a creature. This is kind of like your interaction, your way to to to, to kill another creature. We got Exali's Lore Keeper. I'm just trying that out as a uh, one mana dinosaur uh, accelerant. Uh, I got Kogla and Yadaro. Uh, just because uh, it gives me some access to destroying uh, enchantments and uh, was it enchantments artifacts, I think. No, no, that's not the one that does. It. Oh yeah, target artifact or enchantment it destroys. Yes, plus it gains travel haste or uh, it fights. So again, more fighting stuff. Uh, Marauding Raptor. I had this as a four of before, but it feels like it's gonna kill a lot of stuff. I only really want one or two in play to make stuff cheaper on top of, you know, like the Lord Keeper, you know, getting stuff out faster. Rampaging Raptor is just kind of like the dino uh, questing beast, the Trample Haste 4-4. It can be pumped up, but also uh, if it deals damage, you can uh, throw that damage at a Planeswalker uh, that player controls or a battle. And we do have battles in here. Uh, we have the uh, three invasion of Ixalan to look for uh, more permanents. Uh, becomes that 4-3 that becomes uh, indestructible whenever you uh, play a spell. We have Regisaur Alphas. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, give everybody haste. That's fun. Ripjaw Raptor, just a little bit of card draw here. Thrashing Brontodon to have some anti-enchantments uh, and artifact hate. Tramp Trumpeting Carnosaur. Uh, you know, just, you know, having fun with it, putting it in there. I don't know if it... So Discover discover means, like, it only hits 5, or you can hit anything below 5. Anything below. Yeah. But it, the first one you hit, right? Yeah, it's whatever yeah. the first thing you reveal that costs five or less. Okay, yeah. So we got we got some nice hits in here. You know, there's some ones that we ha we have to skip over, but um, lands everything red and green. Um, sideboard, braid, anger, uh, damping sphere, rampaging ferocity, which I think is really good against the Abba deck. Uh, rending volley, of course. Shifting ceratops, more dinosaurs for control, hearse, and then runestone. All right. So this is my think... super Timmy deck. Okay. All right. Okay. So I'm gonna ask Kevin this question. Kevin, are you noticing a certain yeah. land missing from his mana base? Ooh. Uh, there's a certain land that he should be playing that is not dinosaurs. Yep. It's not. It's not. Is it's it? not like specific to dinosaurs, but you should probably be playing it. Unclaimed territory. No. Uh, it's from Innistrad. Oh, is it the triangle? Uh, no, oh, it's Rockville, the slow land. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we should cut some of these basics and play some slow lands. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
that's my uh, first immediate upgrade. But I think I love the approach of I'm going to play 32 dinosaurs and hope to God it works. Yes. I think the thing that I want to see is for especially Timmy value and maybe it allowed a little bit more consistency is if we add a playset of Fable to Mirror Breaker. Because mm-hmm. guess what? We flipped the Fable. We can start copying Earthshaker Dreadmaw and draw more cards. That sounds very fun. Huh. Okay. That's not legendary. <laughs> we can also copy uh, Registar Alpha, make mm-hmm. more dinosaurs. Yep. Um, yep. We, we copy Rampaging Raptor, make more dinosaurs. Like, there are a lot of good dinosaurs to be able to copy with Fable that aren't legendary. So I feel like we could abuse that. And I think the only other thing is, like, me and Kevin talked about uh, the fact that Exolami's Lore Keeper, kind of Akotaka. I think, I think we kind of want, like... I guess since uh, the only other spell is, like, Invasion of Ixalan, if we're moving towards Fable, I would suggest that maybe we have to play the Elves instead mm. and be lame. But it's a good inclusion for, for the Brew. Okay. I don't know yeah. what Kevin got. Yeah, I would do. I would want to be a couple turns faster. I think is my biggest thing is I would want some amount of ramp, you know, probably go up to, like, six or seven dorks at least you know maybe even 10 like yeah i was thinking something so that you're not trying to curve out it you know you you can't be tapping so out on turn four turns five turns dorks six. In- uh, you can't really even be tapping out on turn two always so, so dorks kind of instead of uh i don't know herd migration or something like that uh yeah probably, probably. and then what well i mean if we're ramping stuff out if we want to get more cards what what about the uh the other five five uh ascendants Whatever, or what is it called? Not Ascendance, but uh, uh, what's it called? City's Blessing uh, Dinosaur. The 5-5 five, five that lets you put an extra. Oh, yeah. Wayward Sword Wayward Tooth, Sword no, tooth no, is unbelievably so. not playable. Topiary Stomper. Topiary Stomper is like a little bit more, but you're not really mm-hmm. focused on like, I think, I think maybe instead of like bringing or adjusting it so that the curve can go up, I think we should make it so our curve's a little bit lower. I'm okay mm-hmm. with playing like some of these cards, right? Yeah. Like I think I think like maybe like a couple like uh like like we maybe we lower the curve a bit. Maybe we like br- cut a couple of these like well, um, cut the raptor like this maybe. Galta. Uh, the raptor would have to go if we yeah. are playing. Um, that's the dorks, easy. But more dorks right there. That's four more. Uh, that's three more dorks there. Are you do you mean rampaging raptor or marauding raptor? Uh the. One that makes things cheaper that deals damage. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That card we uh Rocket. we bring down. We cut we cut. Um but for the most part I actually do really like a lot of this. And I think the only other thing is like I would suggest some more weathered rune stones. I think that's a mm. really good way to fight the combo currently yeah. that's existing. Uh but that would be my only suggestion is like that card is very good at stopping the combo. Okay. Well, I, you guys didn't destroy it as much as I thought you would. Just being I nice mean like today. <laughs> these dinosaurs are cool okay so you better keep bringing good dinosaur vibes yes um uh, body and insole next yeah do you want to body and insole we'll just keep roasting your decks we'll keep going through the list sure yeah you, how, right, how, give us the how, deck how are you doing with the with the deck names so far body and insole uh i kind of i kind of wish it was uh that the body yada 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 insole like having that would have been <laughs> okay. a little bit more trendy and funny okay but it's okay you know you're not a zoomer so i get it so, um, body and insole. This is kind I, of an upgrade. Oh, sorry, you want to say something, Kevin? Kevin, no, you're okay. No, I was going to talk about fun deck names. Okay, because I don't think I've ever told about my favorite one. Huh. Save that for later, then. Go, go on. Okay, so uh, this yeah, is we'll save that for another time. Kind of an update to um, to the uh, the insole deck. Uh, we got the ingenious Smith. It's the Azorius version, by the way. 
Uh, Ornithopter, Patrick Automaton, that's not changed. Uh, Skrelv, I think, is kind of necessary to push through damage in these types of decks uh, because, you know, they just get stonewalled so easily. Um, I decided to get rid of the uh, the Gingerbread Man or Gingerbread Brute, whatever, and put in Sweeping Lookout, uh, which was the, the one two Flying Vigilance because you uh, throw something on that and that's just going to be, you know, 5-5 five, five in the air that can block, you know, on the, on the you know, you don't get uh, clapped back. You know when you're uh, you know attacking, um, Shadow Spear got one of those in there. Of course, Black Staff, uh, Springleaf Drum, Spring Loaded Sawblades. I'm trying out because I think you know I had the uh, what was it the Glass Casket before, and this just feels a little bit better. Hmm. Uh, this can hit uh, Shield Red and stuff like that. Um, tapped creature, I guess that is a problem. Uh, but you can also craft. You have a lot of uh, extra stuff floating around, so you can get rid of. You know, I don't know, maybe like uh, a springleaf drum and then bring in your 5-5, five, five, uh, your 5-5, five, five, um, what do you call, whatever it's called, uh, vehicle. Well, don't use craft, it's not no? good. But okay. if you will, use a use an artifact from your graveyard instead of okay. one from play. Um, of course, we got Insul, I got Michiko, I kind of, st- so like the original deck had the, um, what was it, the uh, the Eldraine Aura. Uh, that all that glitters. All glitters. Yeah, they went more super aggro, and I decided just to add in more um, insole effects. So the new card, Zoetic Glyph, is the two. Sorry, the three mana uh, aura that makes a five-four uh, golem creature in addition to its other types. And then it, uh, when it goes to the graveyard, uh, it you get to discover three, which I think is nice. So you get to put something else into play. It kind of replaces itself when it dies, and that's kind of something the deck was missing. Because hey. Your your thing gets exiled. Your your artifact. Okay, well this goes to the graveyard, and now, you know, I get to put something else in play. So that I thought that would be kind of useful. Of course, lands. We got all the blue white stuff. Sideboard Dovin's veto. Get lost. Portable hole. I still think is probably better here. Rinkender, Rinkender, Bake Buster for a little bit of um, uh, card draw. Stonebrain maybe to stop combo decks. Weatherman Stone two of these, and then unlicensed hearse. So what do you guys right. think? I think my favorite thing is when you went the stone brain. Maybe it stops combo decks. <laughs> Maybe it will. Who knows? Um, but I, I, I think I think this deck idea is like the opposite vein of like where I I, I envision blue white kind of going. Like blue white artifact poop 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 soup is what I call it. Mm-hmm. Um, like there was that there was that a glint pile with like brass knuckles and metalwork colossus but this is a lot more like that low to the ground aggro push your poop in type deck mm-hmm. and i think that's really dope i think that's really fun um i think swooping lookout is a little bit better of like an upgrade i do think the flying vigilance body is pretty good does it add about christian yeah yeah um Wait, so i think i think red yeah yeah so this I, is the push your poop in rather than the spread your poop around deck yeah okay exactly um, but I think my problem is uh, I think Zoetic Glyph is just kind of. I, I could see still adding Ginger Brute. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, I think Zoetic Glyph is just kind of bad, honestly. Because I, I, how many have you played this yet? No, I haven't tested it out. I just built it. Okay, okay. I think I think we're gonna run into the issue mm. where this is one mana more expensive than Insol, and it is. And then the Discover three, I think, is for the majority of the time going to be textless. It is not going to do a whole lot. Uh, we're putting into play like maybe an ornithopter maybe a swooping lookout like we're just putting into play like a one two it's not nothing obviously but like when we've seen what discover really can do it's nothing I it mean, is genuinely nothing it's possible to hit another zoetic glyph right i guess you can change it but sometimes it's a zoetic glyph yeah <laughs> yeah 
but but sometimes it's a spring leaf drama. We're like, mm, sometimes it's an Soul, sometimes it's an Ichigo's Rain. Yeah, it's not bad. Those are bad. Sometimes hits. it's Ornithopter. <laughs> yeah, so, sometimes it is. Um, but I think the the Patchwork Automaton is like the glue that holds this deck from me making fun of you more. Which one is the Patchwork? I think that card is Patchwork. Yeah, I think Patchwork's like the solid <laughs> game plan. Okay, B so see, so deck. see, I, I was thinking, I was almost like maybe Patchwork. I was thinking Patchwork might be the cut here. <laughs> so oh, really? we're not on the same page. I, um, I, I do want to try. I, I want to try Zoetic Glyph. I think Zoetic Glyph is interesting. I think yeah, we're getting a little bit off on our uh, audio here. Um, I, I like Zoetic Glyph. Yeah. I think it, look, I, I don't know if I like Zoetic Glyph. I think I want to try Zoetic Glyph. I'm interested to see yeah. what it can do. Um, just because like, it seems like it has upside, but I can't see it yet. Yeah. Um, mm. Should we move on to my last list then? Yeah, let's go for it. We're, we're sure, making good but time. first, Ryan, if you can hear me, can you do yeah. one thing? Yes. Can, can you hear me? Yes. Can, automaton. <laughs> Patchwork automaton. automaton. It's not whatever you had said. I yes. thought I said automaton, no? <laughs> okay, go, go ahead with your next list. Automaton, okay. I'm not sure. Uh, last one. We'll run so I talked back. about this a little bit. I talked about this a little bit during the set review, um, the veto deck. I said, hey, it's like Omnath. So uh, this is called Vatomnath. Uh, it's a different it. take on uh, oh, no. <laughs> on vampires. Instead of going like the uh, the aggro combo routes, I'm just kind of, or I would say, instead of going the aggro, um, I don't know, was it a combo? I want to say it's really a combo deck. It's just value routes. Um, this goes more like the sacrifice routes. Uh, we have our Sworn. Of course, we have uh, Bartolome del Presidio, uh, Champion of the Dusk, Cruel Celebrant, Edgar Charmed Groom, Alenda the Dusk Rose, Knight of the Ebon Legion, Silver Smoke Ghoul, and Vito Fanatic of Aklazats. So uh, just to remember, or not to remember, to remind you, what Vito does, he's a 4-4 legendary vampire demon flying, and if you sacrifice another permit, you gain two life. If it's the first time, if it's the second time, uh, each opponent loses two life. And if it's the third time, you get to create a 4-3 vampire demon token. So you have a lot of stuff you can sack. You like Silver Smoke uh, Ghoul, um, which can then be brought back to life. Of course, you can use Soren's thing to sacrifice something to deal damage. Um, Edgar is easy to sacrifice because he'll just come back to life. Uh, Alinda, you know, she'll get a whole bunch of creatures or a whole bunch of counters while... Um, uh, what do you call? Uh, when creatures are dying, also, you can put a counter on her with... Uh, with Soren, and when she dies, she'll get a bunch of 1-1 counters. And then you can sacrifice all of those to uh, kind of put more counters on Bartolome or, you know, again, just to sacrifice to do more damage with Cruel Celebrant, which has more and more and more of these effects. we got Thought Seize, of course, Fatal Push, because we're sacrificing a lot of stuff. Go for the throat. Meat Hook Massacre, because, hey, we're sacrificing stuff, we're killing stuff. Um, you know, we're going to be trying to deal more, more damage. This is more of a value engine instead of a combo engine. Of course, we have a lot of uh, black-white lands. Yeah, we got one Cavern of Souls in there. We got Takanuma, Voldaren in State. Uh, Fatal Push in the sideboard. I have Gifted Aetherborn just in case we need some more low-to-the-ground stuff to stop uh, aggro decks in the beginning. Um, also, it's Vampire, which is nice. Again, more more uh, removal. We got Go for the Throat, Heartless Act. We got Calatus in there in the sideboard to stop anything uh, from going to the graveyard that we don't want going to the graveyard. We get March of Otherworldly Light to exile stuff. Um, also to hit, you know, enchantments and artifacts, Noxus Grass for the mono green decks, uh, Path to Peril for like the Burrows Convoke and those other, you know, one mana, two mana decks. Uh, rest in peace for 
uh, Grease Fang, and then we got Rite of Oblivion, just because, hey, we're sacking stuff. Maybe there's something we need to get rid of. So if you need extra removal for, um, I don't know, Planeswalkers or Enchantments, you got that too. My okay. favorite thing right. about your deck building uh, so... is looking at your mana base. <laughs> I just threw whatever I had. Yeah. I, I built this on... Okay. Uh, Why, is no I built this on Ryan? Why is there no uh, Fabled Passage, Why is there no Fabled Passage? I'm just saying... A, I, a Sacrifice deck. Why is there no Fabled Passage? I love that we were just like, hmm, you know what? Let's just slap in the Fastlands. Let's slap in Pathways. Let's slap in Shotguns. I built this on Arena, so it's whatever I had in my collection. Four of each base. I, I just think okay, like the Ashiok, fact that Ashiok, you how many, basic. how many copies of Cavern of Souls do you think Orion owns? Zero. I own zero, yeah. Oh, I'm guessing one because there's one in this one and one well, in the other only one. Only on Arena, again. Yeah. I was guessing zero because uh, he hasn't opened packs yet. <laughs> ah. <laughs> okay. Um, right. So, you know, during your set review, we you said that Vito seemed like Omneth and we explained why he's not. And uh, for that reason, I am out. Okay. Uh, I just feel like I don't have anything here that I want to be sacrificing. And the payoff for sacrificing things... You, again, like, you know, you have Vito in play and you sacrifice three things. You gain two life, lose two life, and make a 4-3. Was that worth your three cards? I don't I don't think so. Well, if they're all like, silver I just don't see goals, any payoff bring here back. for it. Well, I actually need some uh, more. I don't know. I... Yeah. I'm a I'm little not, bit more I'm a little bit more optimistic. I understand what's happening here. <laughs> Do I think this deck could solidly 2-3 a league? No. Yeah. No. I think really? so. Uh, there's a lot of garbage <laughs> in leagues. I don't think you understand. Uh there's also very bad players. So there's a chance this could. I really love whenever I see Soren plus Silver Smoke Ghoul, you know, little part of me is a little happy. I'm enjoying it. Uh, and all you have to do is like sacrifice two other random things to Bartholomew, like maybe two other Silver Smoke Ghouls. So, I do think that Vito's kind of bad, but I, so, I'm here for this. I, actually, there was another way I was going to take this. I was going to have a hidden stockpile in like, um, what was it? The three mana Ikoria enchantment that uh, whenever a creature dies, you, they lose life and gain life. I was going to go that route, you know, maybe put in mm-hmm. some. Uh, uh, three of inspectors, you know, early on to have some more stuff to to things, but I'm like, nah, let's just do it all vampires. That's fair. I think I think maybe that deck is like an anointed procession style deck, like a tokens really yeah. go wide and then sacrifice a whole bunch, and I think that would be really fun. Uh, but I still think vampires is a solid shell for what you were trying to accomplish. If anything, I'm gonna I'm gonna pester you as a content creator. Hmm. Where's the Queen Bay Paladin, huh? Where? Where I is was it? Thinking, how are we going to put that in there? Because that's bring it back and then it deals damage. Yeah, it I deals guess. damage to you, yeah, but you're drawing that many cards with champion yeah. to those. You might as I well. I throw one in there, one or two. <laughs> it didn't matter if it makes Ooh, sense. Wait. It makes sense for the con. Is it damage? Yeah, it, it deals either. Uh, I think it's loss of life, actually. Oh, oh, see, I was about to get excited. I was like, ooh, you can uh, give it lifelink and then you're off to the races. But no, huh. yeah, it's, it's lose life. That makes Sag. more sense. Yeah, they 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 stopped you before in your tracks before you even thought about it, Kevin. Yeah, that uh, was considered. yeah yeah probably for the better. Yeah, but I, I did post that one uh, list for Dredge. If you have any interest in it, sure, we can yeah, go over it and then call it an episode. Sure, yeah, we can go over it and call it an episode. Uh, you know, not too much has changed here. I feel like I left a lot of the core the same. I think people are trying out. A lot of the other mill cards, and I do want to say that I've had a lot more luck with the ones that actually give you cards back. Like, sure, you can mill six cards with the like the blue one that's an instant, but Grizzly Savage 
you find you look at the top five cards and you find another card that helps you mill more. So for me, that's ended up good. Um, really, what's here is the Souls of the Lost is the new card here, and that card has looked kind of nuts in this list specifically. Um, I feel like there are times where I'm like, oh man, I have to decide between sacrificing my Stitcher Supplier hmm. or discarding my Prize Amalgam from hand. I wish I could do both. Huh. Like, I-, I love sacrificing things in this deck. I love discarding things in this deck. Souls of the Lost seems like it has a lot of potential, and it gets real big real fast. Um, the only thing I'll say with this version of the list is that Souls of the Lost does have a target on it for removal, which normally nothing else in this deck does. Um, but I do think that, you know, this seems like if Souls of the Lost is going to take off, this makes it really powerful. You know, Driven to Despair, giving it Trample and Menace can just be super annoying, uh, super powerful when it gets like, you know, 10, 12 power or whatever. Um, so you got some options here. Uh, sideboards a little bit, you know, probably need some work. But yeah, this this was my uh, take on Dredge in the new list and really like Souls of the Lost here. So got to shout it That's out. That's fun. I'm glad I to think see the reason. I think the reason that I'm like really low on Souls of the Lost is like the reason that you kind of like outlined earlier that like some of these archetypes that exist in Pioneer just get like hosed by singular cards and some don't. And Souls of the Lost is very susceptible to Leyland the Void, rest in peace, uh, whatever whatever your heart desires. It's really susceptible. And I, I, it, it, it is a card that is all or nothing. It is either very much so winning you the game, or it is the worst card on the battlefield, especially if there's a Leyland the Void in play. And I think that's where I got a little bit lower on it. Um, I used to, I, I was always having it be like a consistent 8-9, and when it was an 8-9, it was good. But when it was a 0-1 that cost me a card, it was real bad. Real bad. Mm-hmm. So it was one of those like really high floors, really low ceiling, or sorry, really high uh, ceilings, really low floor pit cards, and that's what makes me really low on it because you know pioneers about consistency, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fair enough. All right. But well, that's the brew. Yeah, I think that's the episode, guys. What do you guys think? Is there anything else we need to, to cover? We talked about the meta. We talked about new cards. We talked about our brews. Anything else? No, it works for me. I am still able to play Karuga Fires, uh, and so I'm happy. Nice. <laughs> All yeah. right. Yeah. Well, that's going to bring us to the end of this episode then. So um, go ahead and follow us on Twitter. That's the best thing you can do. That way you will keep in touch and be able to follow as we look at how these decks change in the future and what else is going on. Yeah. Um, what's the uh, the Twitter? Oh. You don't know, yeah. Ryan? No, it's uh, at MPG okay. Pioneer, of there course, because we, we are the one and only Pioneer. Find a link to our Discord there yeah. as well. And you guys can find me on Twitter as well at uh, Yo Japan Hobbyist. And uh, Ashiak, any shout outs or just socials? Uh, it's a shout out to myself, honestly. And I'll tell you why in a second. But it's your boy, Ashiak. And uh, we, uh, we got our Twitter, Dreams of Ashiak. Uh, but uh, the shout outs to me this time, because I've actually been like putting in a lot of time testing and I got this. Uh, the solid little fifth place, I think it was, or sixth place with Kuruga Fires over the weekend and the Saturday challenge because I didn't feel like waking up at 7 a.m. for the showcase of 450 players. Uh, would rather keep my money in my pockets for that event. But hmm. anyways, yeah, your boy did well. Uh, it was, it's, it's been really fun playing Kuruga Fires. I think it's still very viable. It's, I think it's a good choice going into this meta. Uh, I got Toronto next weekend, so, you know, we're going to duke it out there or at least try to, you know, have some have some good eats, so... It's a good, it'll be a good weekend. All right. Awesome. That's going to bring us to the end of our show. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you to everyone out there. We do this for our listeners. So we are the first pioneers podcast. We look forward to being your go-to source for pioneer information online. And Ryan, what's our, uh, what's our, our, our what are we doing show? this week? Uh, hey, it's Quint. 
Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs>